0: the Mainly Plants podcast. My name is Ryan Furman. I'm a certified plant-based nutritionist and personal trainer. Website is mainlyplants.com. Social media at mainlyplants across all the platforms. Uh, You can also email me, ryan at mainlyplants.com, or you can direct message me or you can contact me through the contact form on the website. I got a a few housekeeping things to take care of this week before we get to the main topic. Um, Let's do... Let's do sponsors first, okay? Um, Silla Bake. Silla Bake is the only company to offer 100% eco-friendly, recyclable, and non-toxic um, silicone bakeware. It's really, really cool stuff, you guys. If you make any of your own food, if you enjoy baking or cooking or anything along those lines in the kitchen, you need to head over to Silla Bake. Um, They have, it's no BPA, they're FDA approved, they are non-stick, oven safe, microwave safe, freezer safe, dishwasher safe. Um, So you can really, they can really take some abuse. And what's nice is that they they fold down. So they collapse because they're silicone and you can store them easily. It's just, it's just more bang for your buck really. They are super well-priced so Head on over to syllabake.com, it's siliba com, and have a look at what they have, because they have so many things, from utensils, to baking dishes, to um, frosting-like dispensers, they have a ton of cool stuff. Really, um, really like their stuff. Head on over there to syllabake.com, use code word MP20 at checkout and get 20% off your order. Um, next, Love Goodly. Love Goodly, if you have not checked them out yet at lovegoodly.com, they are a fast-growing women's subscription box with a mission to help women switch to a healthier, non-toxic, vegan, and cruelty-free beauty and skincare product line. I don't know if you know, but on average, every day women use about 168 chemicals in their personal personal care, and through, using, through choosing through using, through choosing uh, non-toxic yet effective products you can avoid chemicals that have been linked to health problems such as cancer. So what happens is you sign up and you can sign up for either the essential box or the VIP box, two different boxes. You can get the descriptions of what they are online and they're bi-monthly. So you get one box every two months, that way you're not you know, struggling to use up all this stuff before the next box comes. And the essential box, is 29 dollars but always valued at over $85 and the VIP box is $47.95 and it's always valued at over $115. It's really, really cool stuff. I highly recommend you check it out. They also have like a little shopping area so if you don't want to sign up for a box, you can um, see all the products that they have used before in their boxes. It's really cool if you're thinking about switching to vegan, non toxic, eco friendly stuff, which I highly recommend you do because your skin is your largest organ and it's constantly bombarded from the outside world, so you need to take care of it. Um, Head on over to lovegoodly.com. That's L O V E G O O D L Y.com. Lovegoodly.com. Use code word mainlyplants at checkout. Get $7 off your first box. And finally, Viome, Uh, viome Viome.com, It's V-I-O-M-E.com, super awesome company, really the only way to know how good your gut health is. What you do is you sign up, Uh, it's a year membership, one-time fee, and they send you a kit. You send the kit back with a tiny little stool sample, it's not that bad to take, trust me, and within days, usually, you will have access to your own portal on your phone. And it'll tell you um, the you know how good your, your gut health is, what foods you should be eating more of, what foods you what foods you should be limiting, and what foods you should be totally staying away from. And um, you know I always preach blood tests because it's a great way to know what's going on inside your body. Vioma's has come along and added another level to that. It's really um, a great way to know how good your feel how good you are inside. Uh, in terms of gut health, and gut health, if you listen to my podcast with uh, Dr. Stephen Barry, you will know that your gut health controls pretty much all your other health, it controls your brain health, controls other organ health, um, so it's really important to keep that healthy. Head on over to Viome.com, V-I-O-M-E.com, enter code word PLANTS at checkout, get 50 bucks off. So, that's that. Um, ooh! If you are local uh, to the Phoenix metro area, I have a new contest for you. I'm sorry, I know that we have a ton of listeners from out of state and out of country. Um, unless you want to fly to Phoenix, that'd be awesome. Um, this one's not going to really apply to you, unfortunately. But head over to my Instagram at uh, mainlyplants for contest details. Basically, I'm giving away two pairs of tickets. To an advanced screaming, screening <laughs> Jesus, that was a Freudian slip An advanced screening Of the movie Eating Animals And it's all about factory farming And the future of factory farming It was um, produced and narrated By Natalie Portman So I have four tickets, two pairs Of priority seats to that um, And that is The screening is um, Monday The 25th, that evening in North Phoenix So head on over to, uh, again, my Instagram To enter yourself into that drawing It's going to be a lot uh, of fun seeing everybody out there And it's going to be a very eye-opening uh, documentary What else? What other um, what other housekeeping things did I have? I think that should take care of the housekeeping um, Real quick, I also want to mention So last week, you know, I was talking about <clears throat> About health and and optimizing health by going plant-based and i I think i mentioned nutrition uh, nutrient density a couple of times but i didn't really explain to you guys what nutrient density is and or how you calculate it so i mean nutrient density is exactly what it sounds like it just it's just how how dense that food is with both macro and micro nutrients And the way that they calculate it is, and bear with me, this is a little bit of uh, algebra, calculus, whatever it is. Um, So you take the nutrients per 100 grams and divide it by the recommended daily allowance. And that gives you X. And then you set that aside. And then you take the calories per 100 grams of that food and divide it by the recommended daily caloric intake for that food. And that gives you Y. And then you take x and you divide it by y, and that gives you the nutri- nutrient density. It's a pain in the ass. What you can just do instead is you can head on to Google, and you can find some reputable sites that give nutrient density. I I recommend um, Dr. Furman. He is great in terms of breaking down nutrient density. Um, I have no relation to him, even though it's kind of ironic. Uh, he spells his name with an H, his last name with an H, I don't. Anyway, you can look up Dr. Furman's Aggregate Nutrient Density Index. It's called the ANDI, A-N-D-I. And you'll see there's a score for nutrient-dense foods and non-nutrient-dense foods. And you'll notice that the, the foods that are animal products, whether it be milk, or cheese, or eggs, or salmon, or chicken, or beef, None of the top nutrient-dense foods are animal foods, or animal uh, flesh or products of animal. For instance, the first four are, and they have a perfect score of 1,000, are kale, collard greens, mustard greens, and watercress. And after that, you have you know, other greens like Swiss chard, bok choy, spinach, arugula, romaine. And then you kind of get down into Brussels sprouts and other vegetables. But then you kind of scroll down some more and remember, those were up to, you know, at a 1,000, coming down to like the 800s and 700s, okay? And then you come down to salmon, and you hear everybody say how good salmon is for you. Salmon only scores a 34. Shrimp actually beat salmon at 36. Uh, eggs have a 31. 1% milk is 31. Uh, chicken breasts are 24. 85% lean ground beef is 21. Feta cheese is 20, Um, and then you have at the very bottom, you know, cola with one, uh, white bread at nine, olive oil only at 10. That might surprise some people. I've I've talked about it a lot. Olive oil is not nutrient-dense. It's fat. There is very little, you know, nutrients floating around that, and that's a whole other podcast I've covered a bunch of times, I don't really want to get into it again. But I really recommend that you check it out. Again, it's called the Andy, A N D I, Dr. Furman's Andy, and you'll see what is the best stuff to eat. And that's not to say, you know, you'll see onions out here at 109 and flax seeds at 103. That doesn't mean don't have any flax seeds and just have kale. It means you gotta mix all this stuff up. And if you decide to eat animal products, my first question is why? I, I posed that to you, I think, last week, the week before. To which I nobody's told me, so I assume that none of you are eating animal products. Um, But you want to mix them up, okay? And again, animal products are at the bottom of the chart, so you want to have the least amount of those if you're going to eat them at all. Have the most amount of of the high nutrient dense stuff, but still sprinkle in some of the the mid level stuff. You know, artichokes at 145, they're still good for you. Um, Pomegranates at 119, still good for you still offer things for you but then you get down to you know these these single digits and these you know low double digits not even worth it and they're gonna cause more harm than good so again that's nutrient density for you uh, moving right along I wanted to talk to you guys this week about something that has frustrated me this week and um, you know I really you know even though I might rant on the podcast a lot I really don't get Get mad very often at all. I'm a pretty even keeled guy. Um, you know, certain things might annoy me a little bit here and there, but all in all, nothing really makes me mad and sticks with me. But this did, so I wanted to share it with you guys. I've been looking for a naturopath, okay, for uh, my girlfriend. And I go to a naturopath, I love him, he's great, but she wants a female, understandably, and that's just what she's comfortable with. So, I reached out to um, a group that I'm in on Facebook to get some recommendations for naturopaths in the area who are female who, who also um, are well-versed in, in plant-based diets and hormones and, and won't automatically discredit, for example, soy because of quote-unquote estrogen. You know, you know what I'm saying? I wanted something to be educated in the fact that soy is a phyto has phytoestrogens and doesn't act as estrogen, and not to rule something like soy out if somebody has high estrogen. Along those lines, just to give you an example, okay? So I I reached out to this group that I'm in, and I got a lot of referrals, which was awesome. So we started calling, and. The first one, off the bat, immediately said not to eat soy because of the estrogen, and not only that, her first office visit was $650, and remember, keep in mind, nine times out of ten, insurance doesn't pay for naturopaths, they'll only pay if you go to a regular doctor and get chemicals, they won't pay if you want to treat yourself naturally, that's a whole other topic that pisses me off also, which you are not going to get into. But she, this lady wanted $650 for an hour appointment. And then after that, I believe it was like $170. No, no, no. It was $650. And then it was an, another um, another price that was like, I want to say two or $300. And then after that, it was $170, $150 for a follow-up, something like that. But the first one was like $650. Bucks. And that pissed me off because not only is she is she not educated in things like phytoestrogens, but she's also gaming the system, taking advantage of the system. You know, people who, who are trying to seek out healthcare alternatives, better healthcare alternatives than, than Western medicine. But she's charging them an arm and a leg. So we decided to call a couple more places. <clears throat> and uh, one of them wanted um, another one, another one pissed me off was she wanted, first, you had to do a, a dinner. Right, you had to do a dinner appointment with them, and the dinner you had to pay eighty-seven dollars for, and then after that you can schedule an appointment, and who knows how much they charge for that appointment. But I was re- reading reviews, and all the reviews are like, "Yeah, you know, she'll you'll schedule your, the dinner with her, you'll pay the eighty-seven dollars, and then she'll tell you that she can't help treat your problem. So basically, they just bone you out of eighty-seven dollars, and they don't have to do any work. And that pissed me off also because." You know, this is somebody who, who's also just kind of screwing people over for the money and not doing what she got into the business to do. You know, people become naturopaths because they want to offer alternative medicine, alternative solutions instead of just poisoning your body with chemicals. So finally, um, you know, we we landed on one that's like three hundred and fifty bucks for the first appointment, and then a hundred and. 160 for every appointment thereafter. And about 100, between 150 and $200 is, is pretty um, pretty normal nowadays for an hour appointment with a naturopath. And you have to remember, um, they're spending an hour with you. You know, you go to a, a doctor, a regular doctor, a Western medicine doctor, and they come in and see you for maybe five, 10 minutes. And if you didn't have insurance, that probably cost you 100 bucks. But you're going to see somebody for an hour. I'd say between $100 and $200, $150, $200 is, is fair. But these people charging six hundred and fifty dollars for the first fucking appointment or, or making you attend a dinner first, first of all, how unprofessional is that? You're going to them seeking them advice for something, seeking treatment for something, and they want you to, to come to a dinner? That sounds like some eyes wide shut shit for, to me. Okay? That's just weird. And it pisses me off because these we're these are people who are who are offering you an alternative. Supposedly, and they're pretty much saying, you know, screw you. If you can't pay this much, which is an exorbitant amount, six hundred and fifty dollars is bananas for an appointment. That's that's like, first of all, that's more than three therap- three hours of a therapist. That's that's like that's like lawyer prices, and everybody hates lawyers. What what's happening to this field? And it's it's really irking me. And on top of that. She automatically over the phone, without looking at any kind of you know blood results or any kind of physical. These people say not to eat any soy, when when there's you know irrefutable proof that soy is actually good for you. That phytoestrogens are good for you. That these plant based estrogens are good for you because they act more as an estrogen modulator and offer all the good benefits of soy and none of the bad benefits or bad um, none of the bad uh, effects of soy. It's just more people doing a disservice. It's more people like that fucked hard Vinny Tordarych that I talked about who give bad advice, who are doing more harm than good. You know, what if you came to me, you know, and said, Ryan, I'd like to sign up with you. You know, we we have our fifth. First of all, I offer a free 15 minute phone console, and it's usually more like 20, 30 minutes by the time we're done. That's besides the point. Okay, so that that, that, disti- that separates me from these people anyway. And this isn't about me saying that I'm better or worse than them, but I want to compare. You know, you, you judge for yourself. You call me, we talk for 15-20 minutes, get a good picture and I tell you, you know, I give you plan options. But these people are saying in order to see me in person for an hour you have to pay me $650 and by the way I don't really know what I'm talking about on certain things. I'm just going to give you bad advice. What would you do if you called me or made an appointment with me and I said, yeah, it's going to be $650 and by the way, I'm going to need you to attend a dinner with me first before I can tell you if I can treat you or if I can work with you. You'd tell me to go screw myself. But people, people get desperate. I understand it. You know, I had high cholesterol and I was scared and I was desperate to see somebody. So people get desperate and they'll pay because they don't know what else to do and these people are just are just taking advantage. And I would like to put these people on blast. So if you know somebody who's doing this, let me know. I won't call them out by name, but I'll be sure to not recommend them to people. It's so hard to find good help these days. And, and, and along those lines, I want you to know that I, I'm in this because I care. Believe me, I was making a lot more money doing real estate. But I, I care about this much more. I care about the health and well-being of people and of, and of animals. But being that this show is about your health, that's what we're talking about. So if you, if you are concerned, if you are at your wit's end and you don't know what to do, please reach out. Even if it's just to talk to me and ask me a quick question, I'll be happy to talk with you. Let's get the, let's get the process started because there's no reason you should be having to pay $650 for somebody to tell you you know, whether it's good or bad advice, but in this example, bad advice, and maybe get healthy let's get you on the road to success now and that reminds me um prices (laughs) prices have not changed with me in like three or four years i keep my prices low so that you can afford it okay Um, all my prices are available online okay and if if i once we you and i talk i'll develop uh, a few custom plans for you ranging in price and and uh And intensity, and we can kind of go from there. But that's besides the point. Reach out if you have questions. You don't need to go at this alone, and you don't need to go at this with somebody who's going to charge you a ridiculous amount of money. Um, Along the same lines, I went to my naturopath uh, two weeks ago today, actually. Um, I'm recording this on a Thursday. You guys are hearing it uh, on a Friday at earliest, but two weeks ago, um, this past Thursday. And I went for uh, a checkup and I got some blood tests done, and the tests that I got done were a complete blood count, a general chemistry, and um, I did a tumor marker tumor marker test, which um, gives the health of your prostate if you're a man, and I also did an endocrine evaluation, which is your hormones. Okay, and I want to tie this back into what what the concern is about soy, because the the myth about soy being bad for you, about it raising your your estrogen, about you know making giving man men breasts, all that stuff—it's bullshit. Okay, and and I'll go over soy again after uh, I briefly give you the rundown of my blood tests. I but I eat soy probably every day, whether it be a block of tofu or a block of um, tempeh, or you know. Whatever it is, whatever the soy product is, soy milk sometimes. Um, but the complete blood count that I have, my my white blood cells, my red blood cells, my platelet count, my platelet sizes, everything was fine. Everything was within range, except for my um, platelet size, that was uh, two points over the high end. But platelet size can vary from minute to minute just because of hydration or what the weather is like. It's something that fluctuates a lot. The only time you have to be worried about platelet size is if your platelet count is too low, and mine is fine. Um, And my platelet size is just a little bit higher than normal. It's not a cause for worry. So everything's fine there. My general chemistry, which measures things like my glucose, my, my blood sugar, um, my creatine in my in my blood, my sodium, potassium, calcium, my protein, everything like that was perfect. Okay, all within range and all within a good uh, buffering from either end of the range. Um, you know, everybody worries about about uh, vegans not getting enough protein. Let me tell you this: I don't supplement protein. Okay, actually, in the last week, I've started taking extra protein just to see what would happen at my ne- next blood test. But in the three years since I've had my protein measured, uh, I've, been, I've been plant-based for seven years. In the three years that I've had my protein measured, uh, the last year of that, no, uh, the last two, last two years of that, I have not taken one protein shake, okay? So by the time when this blood test was, was, was taken, I had not had a protein supplement in two years. The normal range is between 5.7 and 8.2. I was at 7.1. So this whole myth that vegans need to supplement with protein and or else will be protein deficient is bullshit. I get plenty of protein from having a uh, a whole food plant based diet and eating when I'm hungry. So that myth is bogus, as you can see. And and if you wanted to see my blood tests, I'll be happy to forward them to you. I will redact my you know my personal information like my birth date and you know, my patient ID and all that kind of stuff. It'll have my name on there. Um, but I'll be happy to show these. I'll, be, I'll make them public, I have no problem with that. Um, my tumor marker, which measures my prostate health, uh, was within range. Healthy prostate, okay? That wasn't really a worry of mine. But once you get over, you know, like, I'm in my mid-30s now, I'm 34. Once you get over 30, it's time to start thinking about prostate health. But what I really wanted to focus on is my endocrine evaluation, my hormones, okay? Uh, first, let's let let's talk about my testosterone. Testosterone, um, normal is between 280 and 1100. Normal for uh, a 34-year-old is anywhere between like 500, 550 range. Um, I'm at 503, so I'm right in that area, I'm right in the ballpark of where I should be, so nothing's wrong there. Um, the estrogen, est- Estradiol, okay, I keep, to say, I keep wanting to say estradiol. Estradiol, the E2, that's the measure of estrogen in my body. Healthy for a man is below 40. Now keep in mind, I have soy products daily, or at least a soy product daily. And there's this myth, you've heard it before, about soy and estrogen. So, estrogen levels, healthy is below 40, I was at a 27.5. That is irrefutable proof that soy does not raise your estrogen. Okay? And I want to cover it again with you guys, real quick, just to leave you with this. Okay? I've I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to talk about soy. Okay? All soy products, things like tofu and miso and tempeh and edamame, uh, you know, edamame soybeans, they are high in nutrients that you tend to associate with other legumes, including fiber, iron, magnesium, potassium, protein, and zinc. Now, soybeans naturally contain a class of phytoestrogens called isoflavones. Now, people hear the word estrogen in the word phytoestrogens and assume that that means soy has estrogen-like effects. That's not necessarily true. Estrogen has positive effects in some tissues and potentially negative effects in others. Now for example, high levels of estrogen can be good for the bones, but can increase the likelihood of developing breast cancer. Now ideally, you'd have what would be called a selective estrogen receptor modulator in your body. And that would have pro-estrogenic effects in some tissues and anti-estrogenic effects in others. And that's exactly what soy's phytoestrogens are. Soy lowers breast cancer risk, which is an anti-estrogenic effect, but can also help reduce menopausal hot flash s- symptoms, which is a proestrogenic effect. So by eating soy, you're getting the both, uh, best of both worlds. Now, there's this concern about soy and breast cancer. Now, overall, researchers have found that women diagnosed with breast cancer who ate the most soy lived significantly longer and had a significantly lower risk of breast cancer recurrence than those who ate less. The quantity of phytoestrogens found in just a single cup of soy milk may reduce the risk of breast cancer returning by 25%. That's one cup of soy milk. The improvement in survival for those eating more soy foods was found both in women whose tumors were responsive to estrogen and those whose tumors were not. This is also true for both young women and older women. Okay? It doesn't matter what your age is. In one study, for example, 90% of the breast cancer patients who ate the most soy phytoestrogens after diagnosis were still alive five years later, while half of those who ate little to no soy were dead. Okay? now Soy consumption has also been shown to benefit our kidneys, which appear to handle plant protein very differently than animal protein within hours of eating meat, your kidneys kind of rev up into this hyperfiltration mode. But an equivalent amount of plant protein causes virtually no noticeable stress on the kidneys. So you don't need to worry about having a, you know a little bit too much protein on your kidneys. It's not going to stress them out. Now, if you for example, if you eat tuna, within three hours, your kidney filtration rate can shoot up to 36%. But if you have the same amount of protein in the form of tofu, it doesn't it's the 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 increase of stress on your kidneys is immeasurable. So if you're still sitting around thinking, God, I just don't know about soy still, I don't know what else to tell you. You're wrong. If you think that soy is going to have these these estrogen like these negative estrogen like effects on your body, it's not going to raise your body's estrogen. It's not going to to an unhealthy level. It's not going to um, give you breasts if you're a man. Uh, it's not going to turn you gay whatever uh, what other, what other bullshit you know big cattle industries have uh, and big dairy have propagated these myths and they they've done this because they realize that soy is a threat to their business. Soy milk is far and away healthier than than uh, cow's milk. Tofu and tempeh are far and away healthier than beef or chicken or pork or any other animal product. You need not worry about soy. If you go to the grocery store and you see a block of, of tofu and you kinda want it, but you're kinda worried, there's no reason to worry. Please, please understand that. And please, you know, listen to this podcast ten times you have to, if you have to, so that you can repeat that phytoestrogens which are found in soy products, are plant estrogens and are not the same as animal estrogens. Phytoestrogens are more like a estrogen modulator receptor. They offer all the benefits of estrogen and none of the bad stuff of estrogen. That's all you need to remember. And if, they, if people still continue, say, listen, you're eating animals who, who have animal estrogen. If anything, those that's what's gonna cause you to grow breasts that's what's going to cause cancer because of the estrogen. All the things that they claim that soy is going to give you because of estrogen, that's actually found in animals. So when you drink their milk or you consume their flesh, that's what you're consuming, not, not the soy. As you can tell, I'm kind of pissed off about this. That's all I got for you this week, you guys. Uh, email, questions, comments, concerns to Ryan at mainlyplants.com. Be sure to sign up for that contest uh on Instagram at mainlyplants. And until next week, go eat some soy and go eat a salad.